Okay. So we, between Sunday and Monday's portion of Hamish, finish the bulk of this Torah portion of Kisisa. The reason why it's divided in such a fashion is because through Monday's portion, the entire Monday's portion deals with the sin of the golden calf. And as such, the only person we want to be standing there receiving that aliyah, that Torah reading, is someone who we know for sure his ancestors did not sin with the golden calf, which means someone from the Levite family. So the first aliyah, the first calling, is to the Kohen, the priest, descended from a priestly family. They didn't sin. They're from the same tribe. And the second aliyah, the second person called for the Torah reading, is from the tribe of the Levite, the Levi. His ancestors didn't sin. Once we get to the third portion, which we're about to do now, well, we're already past the sin. So at this point, any regular Jew who perhaps his ancestors sinned with this on some level, well, we already are past the sin, so that's okay. So that's why Sunday and Monday's portions are very long. And now starting with Tuesday for the rest of the week will be quite short. So this is post the sin. And what we had until now, we had at the very end, is God forgiving the Jews, but saying he's going to withdraw his personal presence from them, and instead there'll be the angel that will lead them. So now Moses said to God, Look, you say to me, take these people onward, but you do not inform me whom you will send with me. Yet you said, I have made you known with high repute. You have also found favor in my eyes. So, according to Rashi, Moses, Moshe is saying, look, focus your eyes and heart about what I'm saying. Now, what exactly was Moses' question to God or complaint? Seemingly, the words are saying, you didn't inform me who you will send with me. Like, who's this angel? I want to know his name. <laughs> but Rashi explains what Moses is asking is, you never told me you're sending an angel instead of you. But we could question that because... Previously, God did tell Moses that in the future the Jews would sin, and the divine presence would not ascend with them to the land of Israel. So what's Moses' complaint here? Moses is saying, okay, you told me that you're not going to send with the sinners, but you didn't inform me that you would send the angel with me. I, I'm not sinning. I'm worthy of your direct accompaniment. I don't desire this. I don't want to sin. I don't want to suffer the consequences of sin. And I don't want to have an angel instead of you. And you're saying, you're saying, oh, I've given you such high repute. I've given you recognition beyond the rest of mankind. They're going to believe in you forever. I found favor in your eyes. So like, how could you do this to me? I don't want this. And now, if I have indeed found favor in your eyes, make your ways known to me, that I may know you, so that I will find favor in your eyes and see that this nation is your people. Which Rashi explains to me, if it's really true that I found favor in your eyes, make your ways known to me. What reward are you giving me? Are you giving those that find favor in your eyes? And I want to know the character of your repayment. What does it mean finding favor in your eyes? What happens because someone finds favor in your eyes? What's the reward for finding favor in your eyes? It's almost like, what's, what's Moses saying? Moses is saying, like, if I found favor in your eyes, how do you find favor in your eyes? So Rashi's saying that what he's saying is, if I found favor in your eyes, tell me what finding favor means. And 
when you're saying, oh, I'm going to make you a great nation because this is what God had said to Moses after the Jews. God said, well, I'm going to destroy the Jewish people and you're going to become the new nation. And Moses said, no, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want you to abandon the Jewish people. These are your people. If you reject them, I don't think the children that come from me will, will be any better. I don't know that they'll have any more ability to survive. So let me see the repayment of my reward through these people, through how you treat the Jewish people. So this was what Moses said to God. God said to him, he said, my face shall go and I shall provide you rest. Which, according to Uncles, means I'm not going to send the angels. Okay, Moses, I'm giving in. I'm taking away what I said before, that the angels are going to be with you. I'm acquiescing to your request. I myself shall go. So Moses has said to God, if your presence does not go, do not bring us onward from here. Meaning what Moses is saying is, yes, this is what I want. Because if it's from an angel, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in traveling anymore. I don't want to travel anymore. I just want to be with you. How then will it be known that I found favor in your eyes, I and your people? Is it not through your going with us? And I and your people should be set apart from all the people who are on the face of the earth. So how is this finding favor is going to be known when you're with us? And actually, I'm asking now another request. First I asked, pushed a bit hard. We don't want an angel, we want you. Now I have another request. I don't want your divine presence to rest on the other people of this world. In other words, until now I'm pushing, you should be with us. And now I'm saying, don't be with anyone else the way you're with us. We should have a different relationship. We should be separate from all the peoples of the world in our relationship with God. The Hebrew phrase here is, v'niflinu aniva amcha. And the people should be set apart. And this is a phrase we use to sort of express this like a colloquial expression, be contextualized to mean, in general, the specialness we have, the specialness in our relationship with God that we're different from everyone else. It's us and God together, uniquely. That's our relationship. 